If your restaurant has slow bathroom drains and grease blockages, call Superior Plumbing and Pipelining. Superior Plumbing and Pipelining's high-pressure sewer jetting and camera inspection of the drains will assure your peace of mind at your restaurant. Request a free estimate at superiorplumbingjacks.com. This is the WOKV Spotlight on 104.5 WOKV. 10 after the hour and a follow-up to yesterday's top story and the start of early voting. We saw just over 3,300 ballots cast in Duval County. And when you factor in the vote-by-mail ballots that have been returned to the Supervisor of Elections Office, we're at 3.6% turnout, nearing 4%. We heard yesterday live on Jacksonville's Morning News right around the same time from the Supervisor, Mike Hogan, who is still projecting anywhere between 30 to 35% turnout in the Duval Unitary election this cycle. Election day is coming up in, what, three weeks from today on March 21st. We have a lot of key decisions, two weeks from today, a lot of key decisions to be reached. Obviously, the race for Jacksonville mayor is getting most of the spotlight and our attention. WOKB political analyst Rick Mullaney with the Jacksonville University Public Policy Institute is with me. And Is there an early storyline that you can start to draw with attention on the early voting numbers? Democrats are outpacing Republicans right now which typically happens with vote-by-mail, 47 to 40%. Well, Rich, good morning. And a couple things. First, that is pretty common. You're seeing that trend where Democrats typically do outpace Republicans in early voting. And then, of course, Republicans tend to show up big on Election Day. But as Mike Hogan is projecting, at 30 to 35% for a local election, that actually is a larger number than we've seen historically in some local elections, suggesting there's greater interest in this one. As a rule of thumb, when you look at these local elections, think of maybe 25 to 30%. The gubernatorial races are sometimes 50 to 55, and in those presidential races, sometimes 70 to 80%. I wish it was always 70 to 80% because the election in two weeks is very important for Jacksonville's future, and I hope everyone gets out and votes. And I know one way that uh, people are making their decision is when they see the candidates share the stage, whether it be at forums. We did uh, uh, the Spotlight series leading up to the start of early voting where each of the candidates had the same amount of time in the same forum. And those videos, by the way, are posted on YouTube, Facebook, and WOKB.com in our voter guide. Y'all are going to be doing uh, the debate. Is it tomorrow night? And kind of walk me through what priorities you want to be able to address with each of the candidates. Well, we, yes, we're having a televised debate tomorrow from 8 to 9 p.m. at Jacksonville University. This will be the 12th debate that we've hosted on campus uh, in partnership with WJXT Channel 4. And we're very pleased to have all seven candidates who qualified for mayor and who are on the ballot in the debate. And, and Rich, the, the top priority, the, the theme of this debate is on the issues. We are really hoping for a substantive discussion on the issues facing Jacksonville. I do think there's been some disappointment in some of the campaigns so far that it has been very, very negative, which is a whole separate topic. But tomorrow night, look for a debate that is subsidized on the big issues. Because remember, come July 1, we're going to have a new mayor. Come July 1, we're going to have at least eight new city council members. It's a $1.6 billion budget. Big, big issues facing the city come July and right now, of course. But come July, a potential billion-dollar deal with the Jaguars, Lots of conversation about the University of Florida and potential downtown campus investment in infrastructure, underserved communities that we need to be investing in, education, public safety, a lot of substantive issues that we hope will be discussed tomorrow night at the debate. How do you, as one of the people who helped to kind of steer the conversation in these types of uh, forums, try to focus more on an answer and not the attack that happens typically in a debate and ultimately pull the substantive thing and then ultimately be able to display the differences between the candidates in, in what they say they want to do? 
Well, I'm hoping that the candidates themselves tonight, tomorrow night, will take a very constructive approach and will be talking about their vision and be very substantive. But as you said, Rich, likely you may see some candidates going, trying to contrast themselves with other candidates. One of the things we're going to do, of course, is if one candidate mentions another candidate, there will be an opportunity for that candidate uh, to have a rebuttal time. The other thing we hope to do, and this is a real art to this, is follow-up questions to try to keep the candidates focused on answering the questions. Now, nationally, statewide, and locally, it's become an art form for candidates not to answer the questions and to pivot to their talking point. We understand that. But what we hope to do is to get the candidates to address some really substantial issues that are facing Jacksonville. Make no mistake, the mayor of Jacksonville, as a strong mayor, meaning heading up the executive branch of this consolidated government, plays a critically important role in shaping the future of Jacksonville and the region. The election is really important. And so we hope that all the candidates on stage are going to be substantive in the discussion tomorrow night. So do you have a read, at least in this uh, storyline, in terms of who may ultimately be bringing more of the early votes out? Are minds made up? Is there really any ground for an undecided voter still to make a decision in this when you have such a crowded field? Well, you know, it is challenging in a crowded field, and one of the challenges of going negative with a big field such as seven is that when you go negative, they may leave the candidate you target, but that doesn't necessarily mean that they're coming to you. But early polling, and there's been a number of polls, suggest that there are a, there's a substantial number of undecided voters out there, maybe 20 to 25 percent. Those undecided voters typically aren't going to go for one candidate. They typically break along the lines of the other 80 percent, so to speak. But on that stage, some, not, some people have their minds made up. But there's a substantial number who have not made up their minds. And we hope that by watching the debate, to listening to the videos you've talked about, that the community will educate themselves on all seven candidates and casting their vote for Jacksonville's next mayor. All right, we look forward to it. It'll be tomorrow at Jacksonville University. Rick Mullaney with Public Policy Institute and locally televised on Channel 4. And we have all of our spotlight conversations with each of those candidates at WOKV.com. April Davis and I taking part in that over the last couple of weeks. If you do want to go back and to revisit any of those conversations, uh, you can do so in the voter guide and make sure you're an educated voter ahead of Election Day, March 21st, two weeks from today. WOKV News Time, 816. Rick, thanks. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. Experience the empowering feeling of the Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Lease the 2024 RX 350 Premium All-Wheel Drive for $528 a month for 36 months with $49.99 to its signing. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Call 1-800-USA-LEXUS for important lease offer and pricing details. Not all customers will qualify. Offer in the Lexus Eastern area and it's April 1st, 2024.